0: can hear the crowd already, it's the first finals game in this building since 2010. Hayden coming alive, largest
1: lead of the first half of 18 point advantage. Well they came right at us, but I like where we are. Can't you see, don't you know what I am? I'm a man with a plan and this time you understand. I... Pucks it in! And it's their first lead since it was 2 to
0: nothing. That's a great team and they're gonna go and run. That's how you respond. Don't put your head down. Just keep going. Paint drives inside, lays it in. Smart corner three. Boston Celtics take game three. They're two wins away from a title. Here's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we what up, do? up, We get it, people. people. What they? Back and forth series continues. The Celtics take game three in Boston, take a 2-1 lead in the series, and it was your namesake, Jalen Brown, who led the charge for the Celtics, getting a lead and keeping the lead in the fourth quarter. What do you think about Jalen Brown last night?
1: An exciting game, Jacoby, watching terrific athletes perform on an elite level. And as you mentioned, To start the game, you return home the series is 1-1. So for the Boston Celtics, how do you respond to begin the game? Jalen Brown has 17 points in the first quarter. And let me tell you why it was such a game changer. He was making the threes that he continued to improve at since he got drafted. He was being guarded by Draymond Green, and he continued to attack. Yeah, he did. So now when that happens, you see my guy, The Truth, so very excited, (laughs) and he just can't hide it. And my guy Jada and my guy Mills was there, so it's like a festive building, right? And Jalen Brown came out and set the tone. And the Boston Celtics, from an energy standpoint and a discipline to the game plan standpoint, just came out with more intellect and more effort, Jacoby. They came out with more effort to start the game, and it was evident by the start.
0: Well, one contributor that they didn't have in Game 2 was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had two points in Game 2, and in Game 3 he was all over the place. Playmaking, scoring, defending, switching. It was so important to have him going for the Celtics. Do you think they can continue to rely on him to be the contributor he was last night?
1: They're going to need him to be. And when Tatum Brown and Marcus Smart score over 20, they're virtually unbeatable. Yep. Because they're still going to play Lockdown D where you can't hunt anyone per se. But yet Marcus Smart, as the starting point guard, only had two points in the previous game. And so when he comes out and he's able to make shots to go along with his defensive tenacity, that makes the Boston Celtics' offensive attack look vastly better and different.
0: Absolutely, and they're getting team wins. Like We're looking at Jason Tatum, some of his highlights, but since sort of game six, when they're facing elimination against the Bucs, when Tatum, I believe, had 46 points and had a huge fourth quarter to keep them alive in this postseason, he hasn't really been a superstar-level performer. Can they continue to win games against the Warriors without Tatum kind of getting 35 and a bunch of points and really being a superstar guy to carry the team?
1: Well, to win this series, he's going to have to score 30 at least twice. Mm. Not many players that make it to this level get the opportunity to put up those kind of numbers, but that's what it's going to take for the Celtics to actually win this series. But the one thing that I appreciate about Jason Tatum, he made an in-game improvement. There were so many times he was driving to the basket and missed short shots, layups, buckets inside of the restricted area, and then he found his angles. He started making a couple of jump shots, he was confident, he was aggressive. But this is what I like. When he started to find his angles to start making his layups, you see he had an extra little bounce on this game and then that confidence is something he was able to build off of at different points throughout the game.
0: Of course, we're going to highlight Brown and Tatum and Smart that had big scoring games, but the, the Celtics won this game in the trenches with the rebounds. It was one thing that they did, just points in the paint. Like, the, what they did around the restricted area and what their bigs were able to do really just helped them solidify defensive possessions and keep offensive possessions continuing. What do you think about what they did around the rim?
1: There's a reason why the Golden State Warriors drafted Wiseman this year. Two to years ago. To be taller That's the one thing the Golden State Warriors are not, a tall basketball team. And you see Robert Williams grabbing rebounds over the top of Draymond's head just because he's taller. Same with Looney. They did a good job of getting Steph Curry in foul trouble. So he ended up being on his heels early when he had three fouls. Tatum took advantage of Curry. Horford took advantage of Curry. Smart took advantage of Curry. And that play right there, he bullied him. Look, that was like boxing. You see how he slumped over, he got hit, in the with Smart hitting with that forearm shiver, and so what ends up happening is like a boxing match. Body blow, body blow, body blow. That's the KO right there.
0: Jalen, the third quarter Warriors, who you've dubbed the 31st team in the NBA, did it again. They had a seven point possession, they erased the lead, they <laughs> took the lead in the third quarter. However. The Celtics this time, like they did in game one, bounced back in the fourth and dominated that quarter. Do you think this will be a consistent theme where the Warriors win the third, but the Celtics win the fourth?
1: It was good to see Clay get going and have his moments during the game. And same with Wiggins, who did a terrific job of attacking and keeping them in the game along with Steph. But the third quarter Warriors are just something special. And it all starts with Papa shot Steph Curry. Like I told everybody, he's not a shooting guard. He's not a point guard. He's the vanguard. He's the leader of the new school. But however, the Boston Celtics have been the team of the fourth quarter. Yep. Plus 40 in this series. And that's a level of response for a team that's playing in its first NBA finals. Is Did you say a seven-point possession? I was at the uh-huh. game like, "Hold on, is, is this <laughs> happening right now?" <laughs> like like that they had like a 9 you... point lead and it was like almost tied. Correct. <laughs> but 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 let me tell you what that what happened though. Steph Curry was turning that ball over. Mm. Like, you know how sometimes you play playing reg ball and you have that guy just making reckless passes that you know weren't going to make it to the intended target. Steph Curry did a couple of those. You do a lot of those. <laughs> and I think he had like three turnovers in like 90 seconds. I'm like, yep. Steph, he, he he had a flurry of points to get his team back in the game. Then he had a flurry of turnovers to help the Celtics gain confidence. And the Celtics continued to challenge him on both ends of the floor. And it was an odd parody to see Steph Curry play both of those roles. And yeah. ultimately, we can't ignore the fact that Draymond Green was non existent. Non existent. You got to have a game. You got to have more than. Your points, rebounds, and assists got a total more than 10.
0: They got a total more than your fouls. And we'll get to Draymond yeah, in a bit, know, but they, let's focus yeah, on one of the most. They got a total more than 10. One of the most and, impactful moments in the fourth quarter that might affect the rest of the series was there was a bit of a scrum, and Steph Curry rolled his ankle, and he spoke about it after the game.
1: Foot sprain, essentially. That's what it felt like and then I'll see how it responds. So, not much other to say. I don't feel like I'll miss a game though, so take advantage of these next 48 hours to get ready. Well we need him if we want to win this thing and I know Steph's gonna do everything he can in his power to play, so I am uh, really hoping he's okay because is our identity, and without him, it would be very difficult. Jalen,
0: just yesterday on the program, you spoke about all the things that the medical staff, the trainers can do to get you ready to go. <laughs> do you expect Steph Curry to be ready to go in game four, and can they win if he's not 100%?
1: He'll be just fine, and the distinction of an NBA player is if they're able to finish the previous game, they're usually able to play in the next game. Mm-hmm that was also my like my my theory when low management became something that players were able and teams were able to take advantage of but for steph curry he didn't get taken out of the game because he was hurt he got taken out of the game because they were getting waxed yep that's why he got taken out of the game and i want to give him credit though like he's incredible shooting off the dribble shooting against a contest and even though they're in this area, like hands in his face, hand behind his head, the little pop shot jumper with the feathery touch, like those shots are money. And as that scrum happened, it reminded me a lot of ways of when Marcus Smart dove into Steph Curry earlier in the year yep. and he got injured. But that play is indicative of what happened throughout the game. The Boston Celtics are first to the floor. Just
0: getting out, getting
1: after it. First to the floor. You see Robert Williams, first to the floor. Marcus Smart, second to the floor. Al Horford, third to the floor. Look, look. And so now you're recovering. And Draymond, who didn't hit the floor, pushes the scrum, gets his sixth foul. And I have to just say this. The sweet nothings that he was whispering in Curtly Kirkland's ears and the way he was talking to the officials the entire game, it's extremely impressive that he never got a technical foul.
0: Well, it's
1: extremely we, impressive that he never got a technical foul. We will foul. get
0: to Draymond's impact on the game, but there's something that I need to ask you as someone who played in the NBA for 13 years, been covering the NBA, been focused on the NBA your entire life. Have you ever seen pre-game the visiting team complaining about the rims being too high? So this pre-game... The Warriors said the rims were two inches too high during warm-up. Is this gamesmanship? Is this intentional? Is this something you've ever seen before?
1: It is something I've seen before. It happens a lot more often than people realize. Those are human beings that make human errors. Those gentlemen right there don't have a stake in who's going to win the game. Not a betting interest either way. And both teams would have had to play on the same hoop anyway. It was just awesome to see Kaminga and Toscano Anderson, a couple of guys that wasn't going to play in the game, actually testing it out prior to the game and proving that it was too high. But in all honesty, no harm, no foul.
0: Well, maybe we will see Kaminga later on in the series, and we'll talk about some of the adjustments that the Warriors might make, and we'll talk about the evening that Draymond Green had, remember how much discussion there was about his impact on game two? Well, not much impact on game three. We'll discuss that and much more right after this. You're watching j and
1: Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you
0: by Burger King, new cheesy breakfast melts. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17 in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby Jalen Anthony Rose. Tough night for the Warriors going down two-one in the series, and a very tough night for one of the focal points of the series, Draymond Green. He spoke about his performance very honestly after the game.
1: How do you feel you played?
0: Like we let them get to too too many of their strengths. You know. Uh, you know. We like to play by the term, making them play left-handed, and I don't think we did that tonight. Jalen, two points, six fouls, 15 points in the series, 15 fouls in the series. He had such an impact on game two. What was it about game three where he wasn't uh, uh, wasn't able to sort of have the same impact?
1: He's been a terrific playmaker for the Warriors. He's an awesome screener. He also, like, he screens sometimes like an offensive lineman. He takes like two (laughs) or three guys out sometimes. But shooting and scoring, he's been a liability for them. Mm. And you know the term open for a reason. He's been that. He's done a job of moving the ball when it comes to him, knowing that that's happening. But he still has to be an offensive weapon. At periods of this playoff, you've seen Looney have 20 plus rebounds. You've seen him have 20 plus points. In the closeout game of the previous series, Draymond Green had 17 points. You're gonna need balance in, from the interior. I'm not asking those guys to come out and score 20 each, but they have to be threats. When you look at Horford and Robert Williams and Grant Williams, they ain't huge numbers, but they're a threat. Robert Williams out there playing injured. Al Horford's going to punish the small lineup. Grant Williams made a couple of his open threes. Those shots and those buckets contribute to the overall total clearly. And Draymond Green has to be that offensively. But here's another thing. As somebody that was in the building, he did allow the atmosphere to affect him. Mm. And the crowd was screaming, screw Draymond. And he embraced it. But he was in foul trouble. And the refs didn't give him techs, but they gave him normal fouls. You following me here? Yep. They didn't yep. give him technical fouls. We just gonna give you normal personal fouls, files. So, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and so what? What now happens is, in theory, you hope to be as aggressive. See, people talk about being aggressive, vocally, to get a tech, but when you're getting personal fouls, ain't no, ain't no hiding that. Ain't no hiding that, and so you again can't have points, rebounds, and assists total that are under ten.
0: It's tough. That when you guys made minutes as he
1: played, yeah, that that are under ten.
0: One of the things that Steve Kerr did on the chessboard in Game 2 was take Draymond off of Al Horford and put him on Jalen Brown. However, I saw something last night that I honestly haven't seen much in these playoffs or any playoffs is Jalen Brown had the ball with Draymond in front of him and he cleared out and iso Draymond Green and scored on him. Do you expect him to continue to be matched up with Brown or do you think that they'll go back to putting him on Horford where he could be a help defender?
1: So here, in a lot of ways, is why you put him on Jalen Brown. Number one, because Brown is a terrific offensive player. But you hope that he's not making his threes so he becomes more of a driver. And Draymond Green can contest his dribble drive as long as he's gonna get help and it's not just like a broken floor, open floor situation. You don't want Draymond on Horford because you what? Don't want him to get in foul trouble al horford is just physically taller physically larger so is robert williams he just taller so you want to save draymond again this is why you draft wiseman to give you another tall body up front and so the further you advance your weaknesses start to show themselves and so for draymond he has a huge load to carry up front to be the anchor um, to be a playmaker To be the emotional and physical and psychological leader in a lot of ways and yesterday i think it just all got to him i really believe it all got to him and that's reflected in his poor performance in that game
0: i think that's a great point Jalen. i love your perspective from being in the building because that crowd was going after draymond from the jump to the buzzer and it might have gotten in his head a little bit but if we're going to go silver lining for the warriors something did happen last night that we were waiting to happen, and that is Clay Thompson got going. You were in the building, Clay started hitting some shots. Can they build on that momentum and get a real a contribution from Clay in game four?
1: I believe they can, and it was good to see him be aggressive. That right there was off an offensive rebound. Looney did a terrific job of finding Clay. This is off a of down screen, curl to the right on the right side, catch and shoot. And that's where Clay's at his best. And if you notice, No dribbles on any of those.
0: Mm, good point.
1: No dribbles on any of those. That's when he's at his best. The more times he dribbles, usually the efficiency of that possession goes down. It was great to see him get those catch-and-shoot opportunities and knock them down.
0: Steph Curry, after the game, said he doesn't expect to miss a game, and I expect him to play. But if he's not 100%, if the Warriors are going to win this series, they need Klay Thompson to score over 30 in one game. There has to be at least one game that is the Klay Thompson game. Do you agree with that?
1: And Jordan Poole, because here's the one thing that happens in the playoffs, in particular in the finals. We know for the Warriors who going to be able to get 25 or 30. It's only three guys. There's only three mm-hmm. guys for the Warriors that we know that could possibly get 25 or 30 in this series. That's the Splash Brothers or a pool party. You hope Wiggins can put himself in that conversation. But for the Boston Celtics, I've seen Horford, Tatum, Good point. Brown, Smart, all pushing that number. So what ends up happening as the series progresses if your offense continue to stymie like we saw against Miami, for example, who has so many injuries, it seems like the Celtics, if Robert Williams III, have the opportunity to win the war of attrition, so to speak, and take this series, in particular if Steph Curry is hobbled in any way, shape, or form.
0: What a great series, another good game, and another amazing outfit from Jalen Anthony Rose at the finals. We'll discuss that and see who was courtside with Jalen right after this. Stay tuned. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. Finals time, Game Four tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on ABC. But don't forget, NBA Countdown kicks it all off at 8:30, where Jalen Rose will be debuting another Finals look. See if he can go four for four. 8:30 on ABC. Jalen Rose. Every single day, we recognize another day that Brittany Griner remains detained in Russia, and here we are, 112 days later.
1: We are BG. 112 days wrongfully detained in Russia. We wish her a speedy, safe recovery to the United States.
0: You can go to wearebg.org to help. Jalen Rose, I remember before game one, you told us you were going to ease into the finals with a conservative (laughs) outfit, and you had a hot pink jacket. Last night, you had this look and these people. Who are you
1: with? Michael Bivins, the OG from new edition and bell Biv DeVoe. oh look at those my, two and those are my bodyguards look at my queens right there mariah on the left gracie rose look at millie's my guy on the left jada who's on the show the og top five doa is here with us every day you see mr fab representing the bay it was a beautiful night and supporting black designers shout to my brother rich fresh who put that Thorough three-piece together for your brother. <laughs> I mean,
0: when when do you look at the silk turquoise button-up and say, you know what? <laughs> G- game three is your
1: night. Game three is your night, Mr. Silk turquoise button-up. And also, I was like, you know what? That's when I'm going to have to rock the Saucy Brown Kicks, too. So I was like, in Boston, the that's when I'm going to have to Browns, red hard bottoms on to the really saucy kill
0: Saucy Brown a Kicks. The beautiful night. Big shout-out to Gracie and Mariah Rose for taking care yes, of my co host last night, your yes, bodyguards. Indeed. We will be back tomorrow and every day, ESPN2, at 4 p.m.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. We always have to give the people what they want. Part of
0: that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, before the series, I picked the Warriors in seven. I'm a little concerned about that. I don't want to be too reactionary. I expected the Celtics to win last night. However, when you look up and down the roster, unless you're getting big contributions from Jordan Poole or Klay Thompson, it's going to be hard for the Warriors to win. It's just going to be hard.
1: One of my favorite Pac songs, I don't know why what you just said reminded it. Tell me when you see life so hard on a ninja when you're living like a G. It, the, life is gonna be hard for the, for the Bay Area Warriors. It, unless Wiggins can jump up and have an offensive-
0: Yeah, good point.
1: 25-point game, push a 30-point game. As many times as you watch the finals, I'll be curious to know how many people that have played in a finals game have actually scored 30. It's not as many as you think. And when when you're able to make that happen, that becomes such a game changer because it's gonna be a hundred point game, right? So that's a third of the points. If you have one guy, not Steph Curry, that's gonna get you a third of the points you got a great chance to win. You know Steph going to get his 30, book it. Klay going to get his 20, book it. But who going to get me the other 25, 30 to get me closer to over 100? Is it mm. Poole? Is it Wiggins?
0: It's got to be. It no ain't
1: Draymond. It and ain't no nobody else. else.
0: Yeah, it ain't Looney. It ain't nobody it, else. It ain't nobody,
1: nobody, nobody.
0: Nobody else. The he's not gonna get you 25.
1: Right? And so that's that's the number I want you to watch for. Who can get 25 and change a game? Al Horford did it in game one. Ding ding, they won. I believe didn't Marcus Smart have 25 yesterday?
0: 24 yesterday.
1: Yeah, see you see what I'm saying? When no you expect Tatum and Brown to get 25. You expect the Splash Brothers to get 50. But now that third guy that gets me 25, that team's going to win. That's a good point.
0: Sometimes it's that That simple. That team's
1: going to win. And it seems like the Celtics have more people capable in this series than the Warriors. And because... I'm not as confident in Poole and Wiggins doing it. It ain't because they're incapable. It's because of the Celtics defense. Like, when I say Jordan Poole's points are loud, you need room to ooh and I ah and ball handle for your points to be loud. When mm-hmm. you take away that person's airspace, those possessions ain't loud. They- they, those got to be Jalen Rose-type buckets, like ugly. Get to a spot, jump and shoot it. You ain't got time to be like five and six dribble behind the back, but that's getting ripped. Mm. That's, get, that's getting ripped. You, you see what I'm saying? And so Wiggins was able to get going because why? Slash it to the basket. Yep. Steals, transition uh long rebounds, broken possessions. He had a couple uncontested dunks. Cuz he did a good job of running the floor and stuff. But uh, if you're the Celtics and you keep the turn if the Celtics if the south Celt- if I'm Eme Adoka, here's what I tell them. I promise y'all, if we keep the live ball turnovers down, we going to win. Yep. Like, I can give y'all 15 different things that we should do, but I'll tell you the number one thing that we can do that's going to result in us winning. Make them play against our half-court defense as many times as possible. Make them play against our half-court defense because we can help off Looney, we can help off Draymond, we can help off Bielitsa, and then when they go small, Otto Porter... It's great to see the vet out there playing minutes, but they got him out there basically playing the five.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? Cause they need, my, he's my size.
0: Well, they got out-rebounded. There's one thing that the Warriors had trouble with is just the rebounds. I mean, they couldn't get any offensive rebounds. They're giving up offensive rebounds. They just didn't, they just got outsized.
1: Jacoby, the Celtics doubled them up in points in the paint, which is a team stat that you can get with a lot of different players and not necessarily post-ups. It could be dribble drives, it could be fast break points or whatever. But then then here's the effort, size, physicality, height stat. They also doubled them up in second chance points. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So we're we're beating you with skill, but we also dominating with will. And that's why Draymond was quiet. That's why Looney was quiet. And let me say something else out loud. Who the Warriors' third big man? Bielitza. Correct. And the third big man for the Celtics is Grant Williams, who's better than Bealita? So for me, when I left yesterday's game, I was like, I know I picked Warriors in seven, and I'm going to stick to my pick.
0: I'm sticking but to it, But if I'm
1: too. Boston, if I'm Boston, like seriously, like it's like watching a fight, right? I've seen Mike Tyson lose, and I've seen Mike Tyson be dominant. But every time I was at his fight, I was like, he still got a chance to win. Like I was, I, well, hey, Mike is my guy, and I don't like to bring up bad memories, and I love Holyfield, too. But like I was at the fight where Holyfield beat the brakes off of Mike. I was at a couple mm-hmm. of those fights. I had was at twice. the fight where he bit his ear. I was there too. And because it was getting he because he was getting pounded by Evander. Yes. E like,
0: he, he, fights, he, he, he had to close. bite he had to bite his ear. <laughs> hey
1: fam, you can look at the footage. You might see me in the stands. I can hear Mike when he got hit. Like, ooh. Like, ooh. And you know how I was yelling at uh, Bud Crawford. I was yelling at Mike, too. <laughs> and one of the things that yesterday's game reminded me of is the Warriors are Mike Tyson. They have the knockout punch that can come out of nowhere when it seems like they're down and out. But the Celtics are at Vanderhoofy Holyfield. If they stay disciplined, they should win this.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: They're the bigger team. They're the the taller team, which is two different things. They're the more physical team.
0: Deeper team.
1: They're the faster team. And they are up a game right now. They should win this series. If they lose this series, it ain't going to be like when we lost to Shaq and Kobe. They were better. Yeah. They were better. Like, if Boston lose this series, it'll be like when I lost to Carolina in my sophomore year. We were better. Mm-hmm. They're better. They're better than the Warriors. They're better.
0: But I keep thinking back to the Boston Celtics, hosting game six against the Heat, getting beat on the road in game seven against the Heat. Jimmy Butler had a chance to put them up by one. Like, this Celtics team looked good last night. I would say outside of the – I'd say the third quarter last night wasn't as dominated by the Warriors as the previous couple. I mean, they had that seven-point possession, which kind of flipped everything. But they looked like the better team from start to finish last night, but they don't always bring that kind of energy and consistency. Like I'm old enough to remember game six against the Heat. Like, I think that – I'll also go so far as to say this. Game four, Warriors can't lose. I mean, this isn't like great analysis, but you can't go down 3-1. You're not winning. Like this is this is a must-win. I'm gonna put the must-win stamp on this for the Warriors. Game four, must-win.
1: Well, I I got <clears throat> I got a better one for you. Was well, equal to what you just said. It's not better. Whoever win the next game, win in this series. Oh, I don't agree with that. Yeah, whoever win the next game, wins in the series. I don't bet on NBA basketball, but whoever win in the next game, wins in the series. Huh? If you're the Celtics. If you're the Celtics And you want to win the championship You treat the next game Like it's game 7 You win the championship That that game 6 Experience against Miami Should be their KRS 1 That should be their you must learn That's what that should be Because they did respond against a depleted Heat in game 7 If they win the next game They win it all Ain't no coming back from 3-1 if you the Warriors. If you lose the next game, Mike Tyson is up off the mat. He up off the mat now. They ain't stopped the fight. It's only the the eighth round. We still got a lot of fighting to go. You lost the chance to finish the fight. They got a chance to finish the fight in the next game.
0: Jalen, love your outfit last night. It was very innovative and Thank you, CarMax is also innovative they're brought we are brought to you by CarMax you can shop online on the lot with home delivery and select markets innovating the way you buy and sell cars is CarMax and of course the ones who get it done Jalen Brown got it done yesterday the ones who really get it done did. is brought to you by Granger. for the ones who get it done Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry backed by 24 7 support and access to product specialists Call or click Granger.com or stop by one of the Granger locations. Right now, we need you to call 985-80-Jalen. One of our producers, Cannon, said we got to get a voicemail exclusive. Love only it. voicemails. Great so we're doing idea. only voicemails for a podcast exclusive tomorrow. Call 985-80-Jalen. Give us a call, and we'll put you on the show tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. Why is that, Jalen? Anthony? Rose?
1: We got the best team in the game, and we've been doing this 10 years we hope that we are gonna be doing it 10 more but if we not i'm about to treat these next few weeks guest on guest on guest so just so y'all know if y'all thought jalen and jacoby at the beginning never had guests now we're about to go crazy versatile range tough with the guests because everywhere i go and i'm running into my people they like I love this show. Why y'all can't have me on the show? Like, what is wrong? Like, why I got can't text this I morning. come on the show?
0: I got text this morning. So I'm mad that they're not on the show. I apologize. <laughs> right.
1: Like, My why? Bad. Right. And so I'm about to make sure next week in particular, make sure you tuning in each day to the pod, each day to the show, because J&J, for the rest of June, we are about to make sure we go crazy. Like, the Blastmaster Karis one wants famously said, we're not done. Oh, check out this week's renaissance man with the queen, Tina Knowles Lawson. The mother of Beyonce and Solange and Kelly Rowland, basically. And tell them who we got on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow we got Michael Che on the show.
0: That damn Michael Che.
1: the, The funny man from Saturday Night Live. He's a terrific writer. He represents the Lower East Side of Manhattan in New York City stand up. And you know what he said about our program? He said, this is his favorite show. Favorite show. We're not done. We're not done. We are not done.